You are now listening to Supernatural Breakthrough with Mike Signorelli. The unseen realm, ancient wisdom, and your freedom awaits in this episode. Remember, every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, a new episode drops. Come on, let's jump right in. Beware of false teaching. Get ready to learn. I'm going to give you the four reasons why people teach false teaching and why why people listen to it. Okay. This is going to be profound. This teaching is going to change your life forever. Okay. So beware of false teaching. Guys, I love you too much to see you go into error. I love you too much to see you go into false teaching. The Bible is full of warnings against false teachers, those who seek to spread erroneous teachings in order to deceive God's people. And I'm telling you, I love you too much to allow you to be deceived. I love you too much. Matthew chapter 7, verse 15, you can write this down. Matthew chapter 7, verse 15 is Jesus' own warning. Jesus warned. Beware of false prophets who come disguised as harmless sheep, but who are really vicious wolves. Okay. Beware of false prophets who come disguised as harmless sheep, but are really they're vicious wolves. So now listen, if you hear Jesus say, beware of false prophets, beware of false teachers, and you listen to people who never tell you beware of false prophets, maybe it's because they are one. I'm just going to tell you straight up, maybe it's because they are one. Beware of false prophets who come disguised as harmless sheep. Now, here's the thing. You're not going to know that they're disguised because they're going to be saying things that sound right. The Bible says that Satan comes disguised as an angel of light. So the the false prophets, false teachers, they're they're not going to appear false. I mean, that's the whole point. They're going to say things that deceive the masses. They're going to have huge social media platforms. They're going to have huge Instagrams, huge YouTubes. They're going to have everybody subscribing. All your friends are going to like them, but they're going to be false. So beware of false prophets. Jesus said this. And so listen, if I'm going to be If I'm going to be a good preacher, a good pastor, a good leader, I'm going to equip you and train you, and I'm going to give you the ability to discern false teachings and false preaching. Now, what I'm not going to do today, and this is wisdom, I am not going to be calling out individual preachers and pastors and teachers. Now, listen, I used to do that many, many years ago in my ministry. I, and I, I'll tell you what, I built a huge platform calling out other people with huge platforms. I deleted all those social media accounts because I believe that what I'm called to do is what Jesus did in Matthew chapter 7, verse 15. Matthew chapter 7, verse 15, Jesus did not give specific names. He just simply said, beware. Why? Because it was more important that he gave his followers the ability to discern, that he gave them a lens by which to discern than he did calling out people. Now, here's the ironic thing. If I, (laughs) are you guys following me? You better hit that like button right now if you're following me and I'm saying something that that is bringing value and it's helping you. If I always give you the individual names of people that you should and shouldn't listen to, then you have to come to me to determine what is right from wrong. And that in and of itself could become toxic. 
Jesus said, it's better that I go away. Come on now. It's better that I go away because I'm going to give you the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit will empower you. So my role in your life as somebody who's leading you, somebody who's loving on you is to actually give you the ability to discern and help you hear from the Holy Spirit. Because God did not call me to be the, the, the kingdom policeman that goes around telling you who, and who to listen to and who not to listen to. So what I need you to do is listen to the four ways that, you, that people get into false teaching and then you begin to discern for yourself. Okay, so talk to me in the comments right now if I'm helping you. Talk to me right now. Post a comment up so I can see your name represented. Let's go through this briefly, okay? Number one, pride. Write this down in your notes. Number one, pride. People get into false teaching because of pride. It all starts with pride. As a matter of fact, Lucifer was a high-ranking angel that we have a biblical account that he got into pride and he began to be the origin of false teaching. In the book of Revelation, it actually says that he was able to convince one-third of the angels to fall in a rebellion against God with him. As a matter of fact, we see that pride. Look, I see in the chat right now, pride, number one. It's thinking that you can do it better, thinking that you can do it differently. It's pride. People have pride. It all starts with pride. False teaching is originated in pride. And we see that by Lucifer, you know him as Satan, was so prideful that he began to convince one third of the angels in the perfect environment of heaven to rebel against God. Now, if angels who would, who were seeing God with their own eyes, created beings, were able to receive the false teaching of Lucifer because of Lucifer's pride, how much more congregation members, how much more Christians around the world? Pride, pride, pride. Here's another thing that will help you. When you look at the preacher, when you look at the pastor, and you're trying to discern whether or not they're a false teacher, look at their humility levels. Look at their pride levels. If they're walking around full of pride, if they're walking around full of ignorance, or I'm sorry, uh, full of um, uh, full, uh, arrogance is the word I was looking for, then their level of pride. Matter of fact, if you follow a preacher for years and years and years, and they never tell a story about how they had to humble themselves, or they never tell a story about how they were in error, uh, come on now, then that might be an indicator that they are operating in pride. If this is good, hit the like button right now and let me see that this is good. You will hear humble leaders tell stories of how they change their, their stance on a theological, uh, you know, understanding. You'll hear a humble leader tell how they, that they were in error. Oh, and, and they may not do it every sermon, but you will hear it eventually over time. I know this because the Apostle Paul wrote most of the New Testament as he wrote epistles that went to each church to help them. And he began to tell stories about how he used to be an error, but now he has actually seen the light and he has been corrected, okay? And so the thing I need you to understand is that if you're following a pastor, a preacher, an apostle, a prophet, and they have never told a story year over year of how they were wrong, they might have pride in their life. They might have pride. Okay, number two, I'm gonna go a little bit deeper. Tradition. 
Tradition is the source of so much false teaching. Write this down in your notes. Number two, tradition, tradition, tradition. Okay, okay, let me just start here. I cast demons out of people and I have cast demons out of people around the world for the last 20 plus years. And I cannot tell you how many times I've been casting demons out of a woman and the demons told me, The demons told me she is supposed to preach and I do not want her to preach. She will not preach. So as I'm casting demons out of women around the world and the demons are saying she's supposed to preach and I don't want her to preach. When I hear anyone come from a tradition, come on now, I'm coming for you, that says women, that females cannot be preachers. The first thing I think to myself is this tradition sounds just like the demons who said they don't want them to preach either. Come on now. I have a video that went viral that where I went into a very deep explanation of how and why women can and will preach. And I don't have time to do that here today, but you can go look that video up. So it's crazy to me that I'm casting demons out of people and the demons are saying, she's supposed to preach and I don't want her to preach. No, 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 no. And the women, after they get delivered, say, man, I I didn't even, this is crazy. Like I never thought of myself as, as a preacher. And then you've got all these denominations, all these traditions, all these religions that say, oh, women can't be preachers. And I say, sit your butt down, you false teacher. Yes, they can be preachers. Yes, they can declare the word. Yes, they can be teachers. So, but oftentimes somebody is in a tradition. They are in a tradition for so long that even if the Holy Spirit is screaming the truth to them, they won't listen because this is the way we've always done it. This is the way we've always done it. Okay. Guys, I'm going to pick up the pace though, because I, how much time do I have? Okay, we got a little bit of time. So number one is pride. Number two is tradition. Tradition gets in the way of what God's trying to do. As a matter of fact, when you read the New Testament, you see this beef between Peter and Paul because Peter's now starting to go back into the traditions of Judaism. And Paul's like, yo, the gospel freed us of that. Why are you going back to it? You're going to give people the wrong idea. We don't have to be governed by tradition anymore. We are free from that. And so the thing I need all of you watching to understand is that false teachers oftentimes are stuck in tradition stuck in tradition. Okay. And we need to create an environment where we can say, God, am I doing this because you said, am I doing this because it's in your word? Or am I doing this because I'm experiencing peer pressure from dead people? Because all tradition is, is peer pressure from dead people. That's all religion and tradition is. But Jesus is no longer dead. Three days later, he rose again in resurrection power. And I want to follow a living God. I don't want to follow an idol. Man, I know this is good. Come on. If you haven't already, this is an opportunity to to subscribe to my YouTube channel and then share this right now. Even before you're done watching, just go ahead and share this right now. Guys, more people need to hear this. Okay. I love you guys, by the way. I'm seeing the comments go crazy. I know that the chat's blowing up right now. Continue to talk to me in the chat. I'm reading your comments as they go by. And I love you too. Let me just say that. Number three, ignorance. Number one is pride. Number two is tradition. Number three, ignorance. Ignorance. 
beware of false teaching as the result of ignorance. Beware. Ignorance. Now, let me talk about ignorance. Ignorance is not the same as stupidity. (laughs) Stupid, that's a whole nother problem. I can't fix stupid. (laughs) I can't fix stupid, but I can fix ignorance. What is ignorance? Ignorance is defined as the lack of knowledge. It just simply means you don't know what you don't know. The Bible says, how will they know unless a teacher is sent? So that's why I ask you to share these broadcasts because there are some people that believe dumb things, but they're not dumb. They're just ignorant. They don't know. They don't know. And so I need, I need you to understand that ignorance is solved by sending a teacher. Ignorance is solved by sending, and you can send a teacher through the DMs, through a share into Facebook groups. You can send a teacher through a text message. You have to send these words because people get into false teaching as a result of ignorance. For example, I'm just going to go deeper now, and I know that you guys love meat. You love the meat of the word. When we talk about female preachers, people are ignorant to the historical context of scripture, meaning they don't know the history. They don't know the regions that Paul was teaching and talking to. They don't know the historical context. In other words, they don't know the practices. So they just think, oh, you know, um, this is the way it is because they'll read a scripture out of context. Let me give you a deeper one. There's a, there is a cult in my neighborhood in Queens, straight up. And this cult is actually preying on people's ignorance. For example, many people don't know that the Bible was not written in English. The original language was was Hebrew, and then you have Greek and Aramaic. So there's three languages that the Bible was originally written in, and people don't know that. So for example, when the Bible talks about the bride of Christ, that is not a literal term. That is a metaphorical term, the bride of Christ. And so being a church, you know, or how do I put this simply, being in a love relationship with God, being married to him, being committed to him, the covenant of marriage is the best example you can give to explain the the commitment we've made. We are the bride of Christ. We're covenanted to him till death do us part. Come on, you know what it's like, like the wedding band. It's like, I'm going to publicly put on display my relationship. I'm not going to hide that I'm married. You get it, right? Well, the cult that's in my neighborhood in Queens, this is crazy, y'all. The cult that's in my neighborhood in Queens, they teach people that Jesus literally had a bride, that she was this Asian woman that he actually married in real life. This is crazy. I know this is crazy. Don't even look it up. I don't want you wasting your time. And this this cult is growing because they take ignorant people, not dumb, not stupid, just people who are ignorant, and they teach them that Jesus physically married this woman. He went into Asia. He died on this mountain, all this crazy stuff. And the more these people talk to me, I'm like, what in the world is wrong with you guys? But listen, when they say the bride of Christ, they take advantage of people's ignorance. So they are false teachers because they're, because, and these people, I feel so sorry. Matter of fact, I got banned. (laughs) This is how you know you're doing it right. I got banned from talking to them. So they put a picture of me up and they said, anytime you see this man, do not enter a conversation with him. Do not do, because what happened was I was emailing, I was making relationships with these cult members 
numbers and I was emailing them and calling them on the, on the phone and I was trying to bring them out of the cult and I was teaching them. But again, they were ignorant. Okay. And it breaks my heart. So then they, they had to put the word out. Don't, his name's Mike Segnarelli, you know, he, and they, they call me a false teacher. <laughs> I'm sorry I'm laughing, but uh, you know, it, it's it's one of these things where it's just like um that you will know the truth and the truth will set you free, okay? And they are scared of me in this cult. Um, but number one is pride, number two is tradition, number three is ignorance, okay? And then number four, this is the biggest one: fear, 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 fear is the reason for false teaching. And I'm going to go very deep on this one. There are a lot of people, let me just say like this. There are people who are convinced that a Christian cannot have a demon. Now, when you look at the word possessed, I'm not trying to say that a Christian can be possessed, but that's not the same as a Christian doesn't need deliverance. And that's a fault. It's a false teaching because there are more components to your being than just your spirit. And so the Holy Spirit dwells in your spirit, but you still have a physical body. You still have a mind. You still have emotions. And so here's the thing. What if you have the spirit of infirmity that's in your body and you need deliverance from that? You need freedom from it. But there are pastors that are afraid because then they're like, oh man, if that's true, maybe I need deliverance. <laughs> maybe my mind has become a roach motel for demons and they don't want to believe that maybe they need freedom too. As a matter of fact, I had a pastor, a very well-known pastor, just, just messaged me last night and said, I want to thank you for saying that we need freedom too. Because I was actually able to go through a process of self-deliverance and I'm free. And the reason why that is so important for me to say is because if you're afraid, if you're afraid, let me talk about fear. Like they're afraid of like, oh man, what happens if I need freedom? But there's also the fear of finances. There is a lot of teachers that teach false teachings because they're afraid of finances. I'm just going to, I'm literally going to uncover it for you guys right now. I'm bold. I don't care. Listen, Jesus said, if you're going to come follow me, you got to be willing to give it all up. Give it all up. He told the one man, sell all of your possessions, sell it all. And he was heart checking them. You know, there's, I know people who say, well, I don't believe in, I don't believe in tithing. I'm a cheerful giver. I, I'm a cheerful giver, but you cheerfully give 2%. Get out of here with that. You're afraid. It's fear. I be, listen, John Piper and, and Tim Keller, they also believe in new covenant cheerful giving. But if you check their giving, it's through the roof. And you know how I know that? Because I sat under reformed theology for two years here in this city and had these conversations. So people are like, well, I don't teach tithing. Yeah, but you're stingy. You're broke. And you don't give cheerfully. You still don't give cheerfully. And because cheerfully would look like way more than 1% of your annual income, you give more to your gym. You give more to the, to the restaurant down the street. You give more to the, and so people are in, they are in false teaching because of fear, 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 fear. Matter of fact, I've had teachers of the word 
Prominent teachers come to me and say, I do believe women can be teachers and preachers, but my denomination does not believe it. And I'm afraid they're going to take my finances. I'm afraid they're going to take my building and I don't know what to do. It's fear. And they are false teaching out of fear, false teaching, false teaching, or they try to convince you that, oh, tithing is not for today. Whatever. Go ahead. Show me what cheerful giving looks like. Cause I don't see it in your finances. I don't see it in your giving record to V1 church. I don't see it. Fear, 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 fear. So it's the thing about it is like, you know, I, I see false teaching so much as the result of fear, fear, fear. Um, and so the thing that I, or here's another thing. I'm, I'm going to be bold, guys. Tell me you love me in the chat right now. They don't teach on miracles. They don't teach on physical healing because they're afraid, afraid that it's not going to happen when they pray for people. That's straight up. Or they're afraid that if they step out and they try to prophesy that, that they're going to be wrong. But here's the thing. They're trying to convince people that, uh, man, I done worked up a sweat. They're trying to, I've heard people say, I teach against the gifts of the spirit. I teach against prophecy. I teach against healing. But deep down inside, I know it's clear in the word and it's clear in scripture. But I'm afraid that if I operate in it, it won't, it won't happen. It won't be accurate. It won't work. And so I'm here to tell you, fear is so real. So let me review, because this has been so amazing. I know this teaching has been so good, but I wanted to pause for a second because I want to connect with you. Go to MikeSignorelli.com. Tell me your story. Check out all these resources I have available for you. And would you consider financially partnering? It's because people say, I'm going to join my finances with this podcast that we're able to reach so many people around the world. And I'll tell you this, we are good soil to sow into. So I'll see you at MikeSignorelli.com. And thank you so much for your financial gift. Okay, let's jump back in. We have number one, false teachers. They teach falsely because of pride. They know they're wrong or they think they're right. It's like one end of the spectrum, pride. Oh, I know better. I know, I know, I know. Listen, Satan operated in pride too before he caused him and one third of the angels to be expelled from heaven. Number two is tradition. Oh, it's just the way we've always done it. It's just, we've all, our denomination always did it this way. Our denomination, and that, that tradition is so strong because there's a peer pressure that comes with it where it's just like, well, hey man, you're not going to be accepted in our denomination. You're not going to be accepted in our church. You're not going to be accepted in our, you know, and people feel that tradition. They feel the pressure of the tradition. Oh, they're not going to invite me to the conference. They're not going to invite me to their little crew. They're the little clique. Then, then three is ignorance where they just don't know. Like the, I, matter of fact, I've, I've talked to people one time. This is number three is, is, uh, or number three is ignorance. One time I've told them the truth and they've been like, whoa, that's it. That, wait, I just didn't know. And then they, 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 something broke off of them. Okay. And then there is uh, number four fear. So pride, tradition, ignorance, and fear. Okay. Now, where are we at on time? I'm going to give you guys a little bit more emphasis on a little bit more. If you want me to go a little bit deeper, if you don't want this broadcast to end, if you don't want the video to stop, I need to hear in the comments right now what you are learning, what God's speaking to you. 
I love reading the comments because it just helps me know that I'm serving you well and I'm teaching you well and I'm providing a ton of um, value in your life, okay? It serves, okay, here's what I wanna do. Now, I'm going to help give you now because I, I, I don't want to have to police the whole kingdom. I don't want to have to tell you who's right and who's wrong, who you should listen to and who you shouldn't listen to. OK, I just want you to be able to leave this broadcast and you say, you know what? Now I know. Now I know he doesn't have to tell me who's true and who's not, who's false teacher and who's not a false teacher. I now have the power and the ability through the Holy Spirit and through the scriptures to interpret what's false and what's not. Okay, I'm, I got, let's see how many more. I have three more things I'm going to give you now. So I gave you the first four. Now I'm going to give you the last three. Okay, number one, examine what you hear against scripture. You must read the Bible for yourself. I can teach you the Bible, but that does not replace you reading the Bible. Read the Bible. As a matter of fact, Listen to it. If you're not a reader, if you go to the Bible app, the Bible app will read it to you. Why is that so important? It's important because, um, it's important because it's going to help you understand, you know, it's going to help you, like, it's going to help you understand what they're saying. I'm very easily able to identify what's true and what's false because I know the Bible. I know how Jesus sounds because I read Jesus' words. And so when someone says something, I'm like, that doesn't sound like Jesus because I know what he sounds like. It's just like my wife and I, we're married. She talks to me every single day. So my wife will tell you straight up, hey, um, like if, if, if you said, oh, Mike said this to me, she'd be like, that's not, that's not Mike. I know him. I talked to him. Okay. So God's word will, will give you the example that you need. Okay. Number two, know what God would never want me, um, know that God would never want you to, to deceive, to serve his purposes. Okay. So when some, the, in John chapter, uh, eight, verse 44, Satan, when he lies, he speaks his native language because he is a liar and the father of all lies. So John chapter eight, verse 44. So you got to understand that when he lies, he's speaking his native language. All Satan can do is lie. Okay. And God would never want you to deceive, to fulfill his purposes. There's never a justification for it. Okay. So don't be like Satan and don't serve under leaders that lie like Satan. Okay. So that's, that's a big one. Uh, as Christians, we can share God's love and talk about him and his word very openly. We don't need to resort to deception. You know, we don't re need to resort to trickery and really the Holy Spirit will transform people's lives. Uh, you know, himself, he'll get the word, get the work done. John chapter 16, verse eight says this. Okay. And, and it's just so important that you understand that. Um, the Holy Spirit will convict. The Holy Spirit will confirm. The Holy Spirit will, as you're reading the word and developing your relationship with the Holy Spirit, he'll tell you, man, something's off. Something's off about this person. Something's off about what they're saying. Um, okay, let me pick up the pace here because I got to jump off. Number three, 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 15 calls us to do your best to present to God as one approved a worker who does not need to be ashamed and who correctly handles the word of truth. So handle God's truth rightly. 
make up your mind. This is 2 Timothy verse two, uh, chapter two, verse 15. 2 Timothy chapter two, verse 15 says, literally, you have to present yourself back to God Present yourself back to him as one who's approved. And the way that you do that is you say, God, I'm going to, you know, we're, we're going to be found meditating on your word, not meditating on, you know, uh, all, all our own negative thoughts, not meditating on all the chaos of our life. We're going to think about your word regularly. This is Joshua chapter one, verse eight. Like I am going to meditate on your word day and night. Okay. And, um, That's the last three. So let me review that. Examine number one, examine what I hear and test it against scripture. So examine it, test. You know, my mom used to say this growing up, which I, I didn't realize was so revolutionary. We would go to church every week and my mom would say, those who are capable of transferring knowledge are also capable of transferring error. So in other words, know it for yourself, read it for yourself. Don't, don't just be deceived. Okay. So that's number one, examine what I hear and test it against scripture. Number two, know that God would never want me to deceive to serve his purposes. So God would never, ever want you to do that. Don't please man, please God. Don't please, that's probably a better way of saying number two, don't please man, please God. Okay. That's the best way I can help you understand it. Uh, And then number three, handle God's truth rightly. Okay. In other words, present yourself back to God approved, a worker who does not need to be ashamed and who correctly handles the word of truth. Like, hey, God, I used to be prideful. Let me go. This is the grand finale. I used to be prideful, but now I'm humble. I used to be stuck in tradition, but now I'm listening to your voice and I'm abandoning tradition so I can be faithful to you. I used to be ignorant, but now I'm educated. I've filled myself with your word and I used to be afraid, but now I'm full of your love and I'm fearless so I can rightly divide the scriptures. You guys see what I'm saying? So here's what I want you to do. I'm going to pray for you. Break off this false teaching and false, this, this bondage from false teachers. Father, right now, under the sound of my voice, I release your word. God, as sharper than any two-edged sword to divide asunder, even the soul from the spirit, to set them free, free from pride, free from tradition, free from ignorance and free from fear. I release faith right now in the name of Jesus. And Father, I thank you that whom the Son sets free is free indeed. I thank you for Paul's who are having the scales fall off of their eyes and they're having an encounter with you right now, Father, that they are no longer going to operate in false teaching, but they are going to stand firm in the truth. And Father, I thank you for humility, humility. We humble ourselves before you on this day today, God. And we thank you that we are set free in Jesus' name. And everybody dropped in the comments, amen, amen, amen. Come on, everybody, let's celebrate. Well, we are coming to the end of yet another incredible time together every Monday, every Wednesday and Friday at 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. I am posting a new podcast so that you can be equipped and learn and grow. And you know, if you got this far, you may want additional mentorship and you may want to connect with me on a deeper level, which is why I have the Breakthrough Community. If you visit MikeSignorelli.com or BreakthroughTeaching.com, you can become a monthly financial partner for $27 a month. 
or $297 for the entire year, you can come into the Breakthrough Community. We do monthly Zooms. Yes, monthly Zooms. It's wild. People from all over the world are there, including prophetic seminars and teachings that literally are banned on other platforms. All of it's waiting for you, including a private Facebook group with all of the other Breakthrough Community members. So again, go to MikeSignorelli.com or BreakthroughTeaching.com and become a monthly partner. I can't wait to see you there and I will see you in the next podcast episode.